Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. You are watching Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. I'm Katrina Blake, the host and creator of In Cat We Trust, and also one of the hosts and writers of Women's Wrestling Talk. And today we have an amazing show, and of course, nothing but absolutely amazing guests. And today is no exception. So here I have a wife, mom, CEO of Women's Wrestling Army, also producer of diverse content for pro wrestling TV, making an impact on impact wrestling, Maria Canellis Bennett. How are you today? I'm good. <coughs> Very good. Glad to hear it. So let's jump right into the questions. So I know a women's wrestling army debuted on May 22nd, 2022, but what was your, like, I guess, the finding force behind wanted to make a promotion dedicated just to women's wrestling. Me and my partner, Bobby Cruz, uh, we were the head of ring of honor wrestling. And that was just last year. And when that came to a close and we were no longer in charge of the ring of honor women's division, we had all these incredible women that we still wanted to work with. We still wanted to be able to see grow and excel in this crazy business. So Bobby and I started going back and forth on different ideas of how we could do this. And um, brand army, they were the ones that came to us first that said that they would give us a platform to put our women's wrestling show on. And then the next one was pro wrestling TV. And so we had a couple of different platforms that we could utilize to put our show on. And that was really the catalyst. Um, Willow had asked us to create something. Um, the Hex wanted us to create something. And so they definitely put the, the idea in our minds of this is probably where we should go. But um, at the end of the day, it was all about being able to create that platform for women. I know you mentioned that it was like a year, uh, I guess, when you were originally thinking about as far as doing re women's wrestling army and everything. But was the concept always there, I guess, previously to the year before? Or, you know, was it something that kind of came about as you guys started talking about it? So I've always wanted to fight for women's rights. I started in wrestling during the Divas era um, and I was in the Divas search. So we didn't get a whole lot of time on TV. So it's always been this constant fight for more and more opportunities. So that idea has always been in the back of my mind. But Women's at Wrestling Army really came from Ring of Honor. Yeah, I like that. I, I definitely is something with regards to like having more women on the screen. That's like so, so important. So what do you find the most challenging about putting on your own promotion and working on getting shows to the public? Uh, booking buildings. <laughs> I hate it. Uh, so luckily I don't have to do the flights. So Bobby Cruz, my partner does all the flights, but I book the buildings usually. And I also, uh, take care of the hotel. And I, for some reason you send in a list for hotel rooms and it's always messed up. Always. There is literally no time that I've ever booked hotels that it hasn't been messed up. So, um, you know, those are the most difficult things. It's all of that kind of stuff that's really difficult. Um, as far as booking the talent, there is just such a vast array of talent out there that I, that part I always get excited for. I, I can't wait to, you know, see what kind of show we can put together. 
Um, but yeah, just that, you know, hotels, flights and buildings. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah, that sounds uh, like that could be a big hectic just for when I'm doing stuff and I'm like, oh, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like a bunch of people I can only imagine. Yeah. I mean, if I do it for myself, that's fine. Whatever. It's just me if it gets screwed. But like 25 to 30 women, I, I feel terrible when something gets messed up. <laughs> so what is the most gratifying uh, aspect as far as everything you're doing with women's wrestling or me? When somebody has a match that really solidifies who they want to be in the ring, um, when they have that moment of, oh, yeah, I am good. Or, oh, yeah, I this is the career that I want. This is the path I want to take. Or when someone gets an opportunity like Roxanne did and goes to NXT and just has a hell of a run going on right now. Um, or someone like Willow and watching her grow and now she's on AEW. And so it's it's those kind of stories that really make it all worthwhile. Yeah, Roxanne has had such an amazing, I love her, <laughs> such an amazing uh, run. So you have so many amazing women so far in Women's Wrestling Army. You had Willow Nightingale, Trisha Dora, The Hex, you know, Jordan Blade. So is there anybody that you haven't had a chance to have on a show yet, but you would love to kind of incorporate them into a future show? So Masha, we have announced already, is going to have a killer triple threat match um, against Janai Kai and Jordan Blade. And um, I'm really excited to work with Masha. Um, I'm excited to see how she does in this monstrous ball that she's got against Sally Ketch. But um, I'm really excited to have her on our show and in that triple threat match. Um, Killer Kelly is another one that I think would be a great addition to our show. Um, there's there's so many women that I would like to work with. It's just a matter of timing. Um, you know, when we book our shows right now, it's not that far out. So a lot of women are already booked. So, um, you know, when we when we put shows together, there's a wish list, but then there's the actual ones that are available. So uh, eventually we'll have uh, we'll have more time and more advance notice to give the women to get more of the women that we would really like to see. Uh, but I love our roster that we have right now. Um, several of these women were in Ring of Honor with us last year. And so we're incredibly blessed to have such a talented roster already. So we could stay with exactly the roster we have right now, and that would be um, amazing. Um, or we can continue to add. Yeah, you 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 do have like an, I, from all the um, episodes I've been able to see so far, and I saw quite a few of them. I, I'm loving what you guys have been doing, and especially with the women you have been showcasing, super awesome. And Masha is amazing, so I'm excited for that trip of that match. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> so I might you stay very far away from the ring during that match. I think <laughs> I'll stay in the back. <laughs> <laughs> but we got the kick demon and Janai, and then you got somebody who's like super dominant and Masha. So it's gonna it's gonna be a crazy match. I'm actually oh, really yeah. Crazy. And then you have the submission sniper and Jordan Blade. So um, yeah, I mean it, that just match made in heaven or hell. <laughs> you were super instrumental in showcasing new women and Ring of Honor with the Women of Honor tournament. Something I actually was very appreciative of as a oh you know, women working in wrestling, but also as a fan, you know, because most of us, when we became wrestling fans, there weren't that many women on screen, unfortunately. And so 
how, what what are some of the takeaways from that experience as far as showcasing the women in that tournament? Oh, uh, if you give time, then there's just so many possibilities and so many opportunities for greatness. I mean, one of my favorite matches was Angelina Love and Maxie Impaler. Um, they killed it out there. Um, it just defined who they are as wrestlers, as people. Angelina has all the experience in the world. She's a veteran in this industry. And then you have someone like Max. And it just gave me shades of Gale and Kong. And, um, you know, that that was because they had time to tell their story. They had the opportunity to tell their story. Um, and I think that so many of those women are going to go on to do great things because they had such time on TV. And we also were blessed because uh, we were on a closed set. So, um, you know, we were able to do different things that wouldn't necessarily have bode well in front of a crowd. Um, Quinn McKay versus Roxy, Roxy at the time, Roxanne now, um, may not have gotten the reaction that it did had it been in front of a live audience. Because of, you know, having it be a closed set, no fans, they were able to go out there and put on a really great wrestling match without one guy being the bad guy and one guy being the good guy. It was just a really great wrestling match. So, you know, sometimes timing is everything. And we were able to showcase these women in a completely different way. Were, were there any like standout uh, stars for you during that tournament? Because there were some for me that I was like, oh, I would love to see them more and more promotion. So was there anybody for you that really, like all the women did amazing, but was there anybody that really like shined super bright during that tournament that she was just like, oh, okay, I can see like the star in the making. Mm, so Trish, Miranda, Roxy, Willow, all of them. <laughs> There, there was moments for each and every one of them. Um, you know, Miranda, uh, I just think she's just starting out um, in how great she's going to be. I, I think she's one of the best uh, characters in the ring, but also super athletic, super talented. Um, Willow, uh, one of the best promos I've ever heard, but also powerful in the ring. Um, Marty Bell was able to showcase how much of a veteran she is in that ring really bring out of the bring out the personality and someone like trisha dora um so i mean it was it, it was absolutely incredible for me to watch and i was the one back there booking it with bobby cruz so it's like <laughs> there's so many standouts Nice, yeah. There's, there's a. I'm, I'm such a fan of Trish. Uh, even with her uh, hating the PWI 500 again, being that she does intergender matches, and she's somebody I always love to see in the ring. And she's had some amazing matches uh, so far in Women's Wrestling Army. So also yeah. looking forward uh, to more of uh, her involved. In oh the yeah, we got, we got some cool stuff for her at the next set of taping. So um, you'll definitely have to look out for that. Okay. So you, I know you've done a lot of your tapings in Chicago, but is there any um, other places you wouldn't mind having a taping for Women's Wrestling Army? Could you even see yourself taking the show overseas? 
Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, and we and we've talked to um, Pro Wrestling Eve before about doing some combined shows. Um, I'd love to work with any of the uh, all women Japanese companies. Um, you know, so yes, definitely would love to. Um, the world is opening back up, and so I think that there's more and more possibilities for that. Um, you know, Chicago is close to home for me. So um, for me, it makes things a lot easier to book. Um, there's also a huge women's wrestling tradition here with Shimmer. Um, so there's there's also that aspect of it. But yeah, we, we will take it on the road. Um, we are looking at possibly uh, Nashville, um, possibly Orlando. Um, we'd love to get back down to Texas. Personally, I'd love to have a show WrestleMania weekend in Los Angeles. So, you know, there's there's so many different opportunities out there. Okay. And you mentioned working with like a Joshi like stardom. So like if you could book in um, a, a joint event with stardom, who would you want to be in like a main event type situation with some of the women from Women Wrestling Army and then some of the women that will be from stardom? I don't know. I mean, that's that's a tough one. I I just oh gosh. I don't know. I don't know. And I and I don't want to say because like uh, there's the possibility Oh gosh, we're cutting in and out again. Are we back? Yeah, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're here. I think okay, yeah, we're good. We're good. Okay. <laughs> so, um with you uh being signed to Impact and you have like, you know, your experience producing there but also managing there. So, what are some of your experience I guess working with Impact? Uh, different from, I guess, working with other companies? And have there been any, like, what do you say you appreciate about the Impact Blocker Room? Oh, there's so many of my friends there right now. Um, and it was so nice to have Delirious backstage at the last set of tapings. Um, I've known Eddie forever. I've known Lish forever. I, like, uh, I worked with Havoc down in um, Crossfire Wrestling many moons ago. Um, you know, the kingdom is there, you know, just, it has such a great locker room. I I've worked with Heath before in the WWE locker room. I I've known Chelsea for ages. Like, so, um, I love that part of it. I also think that Gail is a tremendous asset to any company that she's a part of. Um, she's an incredible producer of women's wrestling, um, of wrestling in general. So I think that those are probably like the biggest benefits is it has such a great locker room. It has great producers, um, has great writers of RD and Jimmy Jacobs. Um, Scott is a, a great boss, although I hate him on screen. Um, and I, I really enjoyed my time in impact wrestling. Um, you know, our contracts are coming up and I don't know what that means of what's going to happen next. But I do have to say that I appreciate, you know, them picking us all up and giving us somewhere to go um, and someone somewhere to work with a ton of freedom. Um, so, yeah, I think I think that impact um, 
is a place that a lot of times wrestlers go and they rediscover who they are as wrestlers and who they are as people and a lot of times too. Yeah, I, I Impact was definitely ahead of its time when it came to the women showcase yeah. uh, and, and wrestling. Definitely ahead of the time, especially you mentioned Gail Kim and I love her as well. <laughs> definitely just way ahead of other wrestling promotions when it came to making sure the women were seen as wrestlers and as, you know, assets to companies. So I, I definitely like, and then again, you've done some amazing stuff in Impact as well. Uh, and so I'm also glad that they was able to kind of get you guys in there because it's, it's so important to see women uh, in behind the scenes, but also women in the ring, especially when you have so many women wrestling fans that are watching and joining into wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> so I know you mentioned uh, previously that you didn't really see yourself wrestling again, but if you did step into the ring one more time, who would you want your opponent to be across from you? Ooh, um, okay. So, uh, I've, I've said this to Deanna before. I would get in the ring with her because I think she's one of the best. Um, I think uh, Roxanne, that would be a fun one. But um, yeah, Chelsea, uh, I never, we never finished uh, really our story with Allie. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, there's some options out there, but I, I'm not really interested in doing it. So um, there's such better wrestlers out there right now than me. So I'm just like, no, I'm all set. Thank you, but I'm all set. Okay. Any, like, um, advice you've gotten from anybody at Impact that you kind of still kind of hold on to and take to heart? Oof. Um, let's see. An impact. Um, you know, I think the the biggest piece of advice that I got recently was that um, to take these years that we have um, left in the industry and really do something impactful with them. Um, because, you know, you always think, okay, maybe next year, maybe next year, maybe next year. But at the same time, um, like anything, you know, we are getting older. We are, um, the opportunities are out there, but they become less and less the older you get. And so take this time and make the most of it. I love that. That's actually really good advice. <laughs> <laughs> so you've had so many rules within wrestling. You did ring announcing, managing, producing, wrestling itself, and now you're the owner of Women's Wrestling Army. So how are those experiences from those different roles different, and how are they similar? And what are some things you learned doing each role? So you're always building a brand, no matter what. If you're an interviewer, if you're a podcaster, if you're um, you know, no matter where you are in the wrestling world, you're building your brand. And, um, so that has remained the same. Um, I've always been very concerned about what is my brand and what do I want moving forward? Um, and so that's probably like the things that are the most similar. Um, but what I love about being CEO of women's wrestling army now and about booking women's wrestling is that you really get to watch other people grow. You get to watch um, as they excel and uh, succeed in their own dreams. 
Yeah, I, 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 I've, I've been fortunate to watch you uh, in different roles. Again, I've been a wrestling fan for some time now. So it's, <laughs> so it's been nice to kind of see, again, I love seeing women uh, just do things. I feel like that's so, so important, uh, especially in 2022. So yeah, I, I definitely agree with like just trying to brand uh, yourself and kind of make sure you leave your mark on wrestling. Yeah, so. and you can't be afraid. That's the other thing It's like, you, you can't be afraid of trying new things. You can't be afraid of, you know, failing miserably and laying, being falling flat on your face and, um, you know, getting, getting down and dirty and actually doing the work. You can't, you can't be afraid because fear is the killer of all things that are mm -hmm. dreams and fear will, you know, it, it'll make you get older faster. It'll make you, you know, forget what your motto is, what your mantra is. Fear will take it all away from you. So if you just say, well, the heck with it, I'm going to do it anyways, um, which has been my dad's like motto since the, when I was a kid, do it anyways. Dad, I don't know how to do that. Do it anyways. Oh, okay. I'm gonna, all right. But just doing that um, and and doing what you're passionate about and trying it, now you're already one step ahead of everybody else. Because everybody else, they're afraid. They're scared to death to try it. And a lot of times the people that are making fun of you are the ones that are the most terrified because they are afraid to fail. And if you're out there doing it, that's okay. I'll hear all the noise, all the noise. And then I'll just start my own wrestling promotion or I'll start my own brand or I'll start my own makeup line or I'll start my own whatever, because this means nothing. Action is everything. I'll just walk on by the haters. Walk on by. <laughs> you just said a word right there. <laughs> I love that. Like this, just be to do it. I, I love that. That's you, you said something there. Just <laughs> They had like a testify that was that was, <laughs> <laughs> that was most certainly it <laughs> so um the past three episodes of wba i have noticed the uneasy friendship partnership between maserati and tasha Steele. so without like revealing too too much what can we kind of expect from this uneasy partnership oh it's like a queen rep recognizing another queen, but at the same time won't admit it. And that's what it is. It's just two very powerful women with lots of attitude that they recognize it, but at the same time, like they're competitive. And I think they're both going to get better for it. Oh, I can't wait. I was like, oh, the last episode, I was like, okay, so what's happening? So I'm, <laughs> I'm excited to see what happens next. Like, I'm like, okay, you got two women who I've seen multiple different promotions kind of during their thing. And I'm like, what, what's going on? So I'm mm -hmm. excited. I'm excited. <laughs> Is, um, I, I know you recently added Sam Laterna to the commentary team. I've worked with her previously as well. Uh, and I know she's with Alyssa Milano, who, uh, Moreno, who has already previously been one women's wrestling army. So what was some of the deciding factors to add an, another amazing broadcaster to the talents of Alyssa? 
So we had Lenny Leonard for a couple of tapings, um, and he's incredible. I mean, with his history, he's a veteran uh, commentator. And so um, when he decided to retire, um, we looked across the board and looked to see what commentary um, team members were available. And so when we found out that Sam was and we reached out to her and Alyssa has worked with Sam in different promotions before. So they have a little bit of chemistry with that. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't find a better person um, to fulfill this role because Women's Wrestling Army is about opportunities. So um, just like Alyssa is now head of commentary, um, now Sam is going to get more and more experience. And that's what we like to create is those opportunities to to grow and um, to really solidify who they are as these um, members of the team. Yeah, they're they're I've heard them previously in other promotions and they're a really good. Team, so they're great at WWR um, and other places. So, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a really good addition. Yes, definitely agree with you on that one. And so I know you are a mom, as am I. And so it can be very busy uh, being a mom and working and doing uh, everything that, you know, mom job, you can never turn off. So how do you balance the mom life, but also being a wife, you're working, you're on wrestling promotions, and you own your own promotion. So how do you balance all of that? I don't. There's no balance. <laughs> as you know. Moms have no balance. It's literally like, okay, what needs taken care of right now? And that is what you do. And maybe there's a few things that, you know, you're constantly working at. But for the most part, you're literally like putting out little fires every day of like, oh, I need to make sure my kids have lunch. And I need to make sure that this bill is paid. And I need to make sure that, um, you know, this is and this happened. Like right now in my house... I am a crazy person, but I am trying to reorganize all of my closets because like it has become a hot mess in my life. And like, if I don't get control of these closets, they're going to take over. They're like starting to burst at the seams. And I'm like, okay, this is what I'm doing. And so I am putting the focus on that. I know that Women's Wrestling Army is about four weeks out. I got this taping coming up with Impact Wrestling. Okay, that's about, you know, that's like eight, nine days now. Okay, we'll get there. But like, what do I need to handle right now? I need to clean out my closets. So that's, but that's just what you do as a mom. You go, okay, what is the most important thing I need to do right now to make sure that my family continues to run? You know, you put gas in the car. Why? Because it needs gas. And um, so that that's what you do. It's like you you make sure that um, whatever is the most important is being taken care of right now. Um, but you're, you're always failing. You're always failing at something. And you just have to accept it. Because if you don't, it'll drive you nuts. And um, I'd rather enjoy my time with my children than to stress over all the little things that I forgot. I mean, you read about that. <laughs> you mentioned the running. I feel like that's very much like I always feel like I'm always doing something, doing something, and it's like you just you keep pushing. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I remember coming home with uh, Freddie, my uh, baby girl, first daughter, and um, thinking to myself, I can't do this. Like, 
being so my husband had to leave for wrestlemania the same week that i had had my daughter and i was like oh my god i cannot do this and i was like mom how did you do this you had three kids and a full-time job like how did you do this and she goes you just figure it out and i'm like that is the worst advice ever but now that is the only advice that i can really give people is that you just figure it out it will happen they will get older and they will they will grow and you will figure it out <laughs> oh i asked my mom that same question i was like how did you do this <laughs> with us how do you do this with me and my siblings i'm like so like stressed but yeah they are older now for mine and so it's a lot, it does run a lot smoother because they knew things and I'm like, okay, it's not like you're too, too tiny anymore. Oh my God, totally, <laughs> totally understand that. Yeah, but then you have the social media to contend with. Like when they get to a certain age, you have to deal with that. And I'm like, no, I'm going to put them like in a little box at that point and be like, no, my precious babies, you are not getting on the evil social media. <laughs> oh, and I'm, I'm same way. Happening. My oldest is 15 and I'm like, listen, I, I get it, but social media is like, I was around when I was a teen, but I'm like, it's a lot worse now. It's, people are so much crueler, so much meaner. And it's they not real. And it's, it's fake. <laughs> it's like, too much. <laughs> I post these pretty photos of me all the, that's not what I look like. <laughs> you see me in the morning, my hair, like right now my hair is up in a, it's the mom bun today, but. Like when I wake up in the morning, it looks like a bird flew onto my head and landed there and made a nest and then flew away. And I have the bird nest hair and then I've got like food all over me because I have two tinies. Like it is not real. And I, and that is what I, I just find is, is going to be the most difficult thing to explain to my daughter and to my son is like social media. Fine. Laugh at cat videos all day long. The rest of it is nonsense. Definitely with you on that one. It's, yeah. it's, uh, it's uh, a, I guess, the appearance. And yes. that can be, yeah. It's the appearance. And, oh, you need this shoe. And, oh, blah, blah, blah. Like, no, you don't. No. <laughs> no shoe ever saved a life. I'm sorry. It just didn't happen. <laughs> you know what saves your life? If you actually like learn and grow and learn how to socialize, learn things about like your car and like if something's going wrong or like learn how to take care of your house or your fight. That is all important stuff. This nonsense about a shoe or some kind of water <laughs> cup or like Uggs are the thing or, or um, Crocs or whatever. Like none of it matters. In, in a year, it won't matter. Very true. I, I, I agree. I, it's, <laughs> it's maddening sometimes how much social media is just, it's so much. <laughs> oh, Bless you. Bless you, teenage mother. Bless you. <laughs> Listen, she's a good she's a good kid for the most part. So it's a it's yeah. a lot easier. Oh, good, that good. good. That good. good and she listens and it's not too much of a hassle. And I'm like, thank God, because I was worried. <laughs> I was oh, worried. Yeah. I'm terrified. I was teen. a terrible teenager. Like <laughs> I was the devil. And so I look at my daughter and I'm like, oh no, are you gonna grow up and be just like I was? No. But but I turned out fine. Like I'm still doing my thing. Um, and all that attitude, you know, led to me doing this. So maybe it's okay, but it's still scary. 
<laughs> is there anything you learned from being a mom that you kind of incorporate into like your work life? Yes, all the time. So I always thought that people viewed everything exactly the same way I do. And then I didn't understand why they didn't get what I was trying to tell them. Or they didn't believe the same things that I believed. That's not how people work. And when you have children, you realize that sometimes they don't understand. And you have to explain yourself. And it is okay to have to explain yourself. That doesn't mean that, um, you know, it doesn't mean that someone's trying to be difficult or, um, or they, they, you know, uh, they'll never understand. No, it just means you need to take the time to make someone understand you and to listen to understand them. And having kids really made me realize that. And like, I don't know everything. I want to, but I don't. And, um, it made me a ton less selfish. Like when I went anywhere, when I was younger, I needed to be dressed. I was, you know, dressed to the nines. I needed everybody to stare at me, all that. Now I'm like, okay, I want my children to have the spotlight. I want them to be flying, soaring in the sky and, uh, you know, just uh, being these beautiful creatures. And I will just, like the song, I will be the wind beneath their wings because that is where I want to be now. And I use that with my girls all the time um, because that's all I want. I I don't need to be the star anymore. I've done whatever I wanted to do. Um, I still love it. I do. I love helping other people. Um, but I would much rather just watch them soar. Oh, you preach it today. <laughs> You said, I'm like, not that I was, but I definitely understand. Just wanted to make sure they're happy and they're okay. And realizing you're not always right. Cause that was very much me too. Just like, but I know these things. And then you kind of realize, no, you really don't know what you think, you know, and you learn and you get better. And so you are on, like, you listen, you on it today. <laughs> Is there um anything as far as like a goal you want? for a uh, women's wrestling army in the future, like the next five yes. years or so. Yeah, I have a few. Um, health insurance. I would like to be able to provide health insurance, even if it's very basic health insurance, I would like to provide health insurance. Um, second one is, uh, well, and this one is probably a little bit longer than five years, but we'll get there. I would really like everybody to make a million dollars a year. I just, that's what I want. I want everybody's paycheck to be a million dollars a year. Why? Because they're worth it. And because everybody should be able to pay for their family, pay um, pay for their bills. I, I just, I believe that wholeheartedly. You're going out there, you're killing yourself. Why not? A lot of, you know, actors in Hollywood are on weekly television shows and they're making a million dollars per season. So you know what? I want to be able to provide that for wrestling too. Um some of the more minor or, or smaller goals that I think are attainable within the next year or two is I want sponsorships that are um, beauty sponsorships, clothing sponsorships, all the things that wrestling hasn't done in the past. I want to be able to accomplish those things, whether it be Fenty or Skims or um, and any like Kylie's makeup line. I want to be able to do those things within women's wrestling because our values of being empowered, strong women are the same values of those companies. 
And so why can't we do it? And with that comes huge endorsement deals for all the women that are underneath the Women's Wrestling Army brand. Um, I don't think it's um, ever been done in the way that I think it's possible. And so those are some things that I really would like to accomplish. I'd also like to get us put on a major networks, network or Netflix or um, a streaming that goes out to a much bigger audience. I love our deal with Pro Wrestling TV, but I think we can expand it even more. I'd like to take our docu-series that we have going right now, combine it all together, and be able to take that to film festivals. Because I think that the bigger story here is women's empowerment um, and inclusion um, and diversity and being able to tell those stories um, in a major way at a film festival and getting the attention of um, an even bigger audience. Because uh, so many times... Uh, the wrestling audience is so small compared to what's out there and having a documentary that tells a story about women and empowering women but also tells a greater story and that's being in a male-dominated industry so uh those are my immediate goals um except for a million dollars a year which might take some time but we're going to get there um, so I, I think those, I think those things are, um, I think we can accomplish those things for sure. I love that. That's, that's such, those are amazing goals. I'm like fingers crossed that sooner rather than later, but I, I do feel, I feel like you're determined enough that it'll happen. So <laughs> I, I always say that I'm an a-hole because I am, I, when I want something, I want it. What someone else called me a bulldozer. I like that a lot. I think I'm gonna get a new T-shirt that just has a bulldozer of like, oh, can't happen. That's okay. I'll just push you down. I will just push you right out of the way. Um, you know, I, 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 I used to hate being called things like that. I, I had uh, one ex that called me a rhinoceros because everywhere I went, I was loud, and I was like, too bad. I'll be a rhino. That's fine. Like. <laughs> Listen, sometimes you got to be loud to get the things you need to get. So, coffee. Still in it. 18 years of this business, baby. <laughs> so, we're going to do a quick round of rapid hot questions. Okay. And we'll ask you something, and you tell me, I guess, the first thing that pops in your head. I'm uh, terrible at this. Just so you know. <laughs> but I will do it. Favorite show to binge watch? Oh, um, Legends. I'm watching uh, Legends right now. Oh, nice. I like that show. Favorite body part to work on? Uh, my butt. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> I see instant gains. One workout at the gym, squats, and I'm like, ah, two inches right there on my tush. <laughs> it's incredible. It really is. I don't know where this booty comes from, but it, it's, yep, it's there. <laughs> Who is your favorite artist of all time? Uh, artists like uh, someone that, and like a um, uh, graffiti artist or like music. What um, what I'm genre are we going for? Like here? a musician artist, musician. Uh, I really love Pink. Um, love her music. I think I love, and I love what she stands for. Most definitely, she's amazing. If you had a superpower, what would it be? Um, I think being able to know what people need to hear. 
Okay, okay, I like that. So it is fall, spooky season, as I like to call it. What are three things you like to do to kind of get yourself into the fall season? Oh gosh, so the entire month of October is Halloween in my house. It just is. <laughs> I already have candy corn. I um, am so excited to bring all my Halloween decorations down tomorrow. We will be decorating, so we're ready for October 1st. Um, I always buy candles that are scented, uh, tis the season. Um, I make banana bread, uh, and I absolutely love baking. So yeah, I, uh, those things decorate, uh, break out all the warmer clothes. Um, I'm not a shorts girl. So as soon as it's like back to jeans season and leggings, and I guess we wear parachute pants again, it's, it's good timing for me. <laughs> I love candy corn. So I love candy corn and Halloween. Same. I'm like a big Halloween person as well. It's so. the greatest holiday because I always say it's the only time that people are actually who they are. I like that. I, I, I feel like I can agree too. Like I feel like people are more inclined to be more honest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Think about it. Like my, so my daughter wants to be a princess and that is just who she is. She is a princess. And so Halloween, she actually gets to be exactly what she wants to be. And that's a princess. And I think that's how most people are. You dress up in whatever fantasy you want to be. I like that. I like that. And last one, if you are able to live to the age of 90 and retain either the mind or body of a 30 year old for the last 60 years of your life, which one would you want? Mind. It's okay. It can all be sagging. It can all be, you know, growing old. Because you know what? That's sexy too. Um, and if you have that mind of a 30-year-old, uh, that creativity, that um, lack of fear. Um, yeah. I'm already 40. So would I like that 30-year-old mind back? No, actually. Um, I think I like... I think I like aging and I think I like getting older, but the thing that I don't want to lose is the curiosity. And when you're in your thirties, even your forties nowadays, you still have that curiosity. I love that. <laughs> so I want to thank you uh, so much for coming. Thank you. <laughs> this is such a super fun uh, interview. And I, I feel like I relate to so many things that you said. I just, I, I oh man. <laughs> <laughs> but would you like uh, to tell the audience what you have coming up and sure. where they can find you on social media? Yep. So uh, next weekend is Bound for Glory for Impact Wrestling. So you can catch us on Bound for Glory. Um, I believe that's going to be on Fight TV. Um, you can always watch Women's Wrestling Army on Pro Wrestling TV. You can also become a subscriber and become an exclusive member of um, Women's Wrestling Army. And that is brandarmy.com slash women's wrestling army. Um, we're actually going to be giving away a free month. So you'll be able to look at all the past photos and all of the episodes of Women's Wrestling Army, as well as close-ups, which is personal sit-down interviews with some of our top stars. Um, and that's going to be for the month of October. <clears throat> you can also come to one of our shows. Our next show is on November 4th and 5th, and that is going to be at the Berwyn Eagles building, and that's in the Chicagoland area. You can get tickets on Eventbrite. You can also go to womenswrestlingarmy.com. And you can check out where to get tickets and also how to subscribe. 
Um, you can follow me on Maria L. Canellis, and that's on Twitter. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram, Maria Canellis. Uh, you can always become part of my brand army, and that is MariaCanellisWorld.com. So a million different places. Earlier today, I put a post out on Twitter saying I'm busy. And I am, but it's so exciting and so rewarding. Yes, thank you for sharing that. I'm looking forward to the next uh, episodes of Women's Wrestling Army. I'm excited for that. Uh, yeah. Please, everybody remember to definitely go check out Women's Wrestling Army. Definitely subscribe, you know, share the word, watch, support, all that good stuff. For Women's Wrestling Talk, you can find us everywhere at WW Talk Pod and on our website where we are showcasing some of the women wrestlers for Hispanic Heritage Month up until October 15th. So definitely go check that out. And as for me, you can find me on Incatly Trust. The E is a three on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. And thank you again so much, Maria. I really, truly enjoyed uh, this interview. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to speak to me. And I just, I can't wait to see what else uh, Women's Wrestling Army does. I'm like really excited. You got to come to a show. You got to come to a show. I'll put two tickets aside for you. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye, guys. Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet.